Hey y'all, this is Mallory Irvin and it's time for all of us to live fully. It's so important in this crazy world of ours that we stay connected, inspired, and motivated to be and do our best. And that's not always easy. I'm here with my guests and friends to share the stories and lessons we've learned to help you live your best life every day and truly begin living fully. Let's make it happen and get started with today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Living Fully podcast. I am so excited to bring you guys my host today. So she's actually been on the podcast before. Her name is Jessica Turner, and she is an amazing resource that I feel like all of us can use during times like these. And just for a quick introduction, in case you guys didn't hear her on my podcast before, Jessica N. Turner is the author of the best-selling books, Stretched Too Thin and The Fringe Hours. She's also an award-winning marketing executive, founder of the popular lifestyle blog, The Mom Creative, and keynote speaker. Her work has been featured on the Today Show, Hallmark's Home and Family, O Magazine, Inc.com, Time.com, and more. And she and her family live in Nashville, Tennessee, which is why I am able to be friends with Jessica. And hopefully one day I'll get to see her again. So without further ado, here's Jessica Turner. Okay, so I'm here with Jessica now, and I'm so excited to have this conversation. Hi, Jessica. Hey, thanks for having me back. Of course. I'm, I'm actually, I get the luxury of getting to see the faces of the people that I am having on the podcast, of course, digitally, like a lot of us are doing now with the people that we love. So I'm just watching Jessica right now, who is, tell me your work situation. You're in you're, you're above your garage, correct? Because you're now working from home. I am working from home. Yep. I'm in our bonus room above our garage, which is good because there's two doors separating me from the rest of the family. So that keeps it at bay. And I've got three kids who are in three different schools normally. And so there's a lot going on. I've got a, my littlest is going into kindergarten in the fall. So he's in a pre-K program. And then Adeline, my daughter, she is in third grade. And then my oldest, Elias, is in fifth grade. So they all have different schools with kind of different curriculum or no curriculum. And my husband is a full-time children's book author. So he's navigating the bulk of that. But really, that's more my sweet spot. So it's sort of like he's navigating how to do what I say. Okay, have them do these workbooks, that kind of thing. (laughs) So you're really going to be a great resource for us today in talking a little bit about how we're juggling how we're juggling life right now, how we're juggling our self-care, how we're juggling how we are as parents, how we're juggling our mom guilt, how we're how we're living our life in this new normal. And uh, it is so funny and strange. And, uh, you know, we're two months into it and it feels like we're still not quite getting our footing. And I feel like part of that is because we are on the edge of is normal coming and when is it coming and like that anticipation of that. And, uh, you know, my day job, I do communications for a large healthcare company here in Nashville. And I don't think that we're going to see normal as we knew it for a very long time. And so I do think that figuring out how we can live well and intentional with the season that we're in right now with a lot of unknown is something that's really important. So I'm really glad to have this conversation yes, with you today. Yes. Well, thank you so much. I'm really excited. And yes, you're right. It's, it's really important because we're here and we've got to learn to live our lives to the fullest during these days and to try and be the best versions of our new selves. And so, yeah, so I just want to jump right in. And I want to talk because Jessica, like I mentioned in her bio, she's 
an amazing author, which with books that can be an amazing tool for you during this time. She's got the fringe hours that I'm looking at right now, stretched too thin, which was actually the book that I was listening to when I was introduced to Jessica and fell in love with her content. And I just encourage you guys to, to consume those books. They're, they're so amazing. I just want to jump right in because you have a blog where you share, I was just looking at your coronavirus time capsule. You share these amazing ideas of things that we can do with our families to just try and make the most of this time or try and find activities that fit, which is so hard right now. So can you tell us just a little bit about, you know, that and the content that you're kind of creating around this? And let's just talk a little bit about making the most, I guess, of this time. Yeah. So Mallory, I don't know if you know this, but I started blogging in 2006. I'm an absolute dinosaur (laughs) for blogging. But so when I started out, the foundation of my site, which is called The Mom Creative, was scrapbooking and memory keeping. That was sort of the huge, big, big time for paper crafting. And I just loved it and really fell in love with the art of documenting and our stories through photography and words. And that was literally, I didn't even have an iPhone at that point. I don't even know if they were out in 2006, right? I think we got our first iPhone in 2008. Anyway, so yeah, Uh yeah, fast forward to 2020 and I'm thinking about documenting this time. And of course, we're all doing that with our phones, right? We're taking pictures. I've got lots of friends who are posting, you know, one photo a day of something they did at home and walks they went on and that sort of thing. And so I wanted to create something for our kids to document this because this Mm -hmm. is going to be a real marker in their lives. They are all going to remember what this was like. Ford isn't going to, and Shep aren't going to remember this, but they are going to hear stories about what it was like. And they're going to see the photos that you guys took and the videos. And so The coronavirus time capsule is a 12-page packet for families where they can fill out all of their favorites. They can fill out the outdoor adventures they went on. They can write a letter to themselves in 20 years. There's also some really thoughtful pages around gratitude. What's the silver lining during this time at home with your family? What were the things that were hard during this time? What did you miss out on? What were milestones? You know, like Easter was very different in 2020, right? And so, you know, all of these things for our kids to document. And I think it's something that you can really do at any age. Some of the pages Matthew and I have even filled out, you know, the shows that we watched and the movies that we watched during this time. And then we actually made a physical time capsule. I mean, we all have boxes coming to our house right now because we're buying everything online. And so take one of those boxes and turn it into a time capsule. And we put an empty Clorox wipes container in there. And we put a People magazine in there, you know, that said coronavirus across it and drawings that the kids had done done and a Yahtzee sheet from a game night that we had had, just things that'll be really fun to look back on in 20 years. So I feel like I'm prattling on, but you can download that for free on themomcreative.com forward slash coronavirus capsule. I I love that. And I'm so glad that we started with that because it's something that you and I are both in this space of of social media and we we live a lot of our lives in, in front of a lot of people and we're watching a lot of people, what they're doing during this time. And I keep seeing, oh, this idea and that idea, but all the ideas that I've seen are just to like make it through and just to kind of get through, occupy your child because they're not at school. But I love this because it's so intentional and it's so, it's something that you're going to take something positive out of this. And when when else would we have the time to write a letter to ourselves in 20 years? Like utilizing this time as something that we can be a little bit more intentional with. I, you're, you're the queen of that. 
I love it that we started out with that. So what an amazing idea. And I'll link all that in the show notes, of course, but what an amazing idea. So, um, well, I mean, we've got our phones and we're doing it anyway. So it's just taking it one step further and you're really going to keep a, a, create a keepsake that you're going to treasure forever. Like when I saw my little girl's handwriting say that one of the best parts of this time was more time with her family, I just wanted to sit and cry that she could experience that and see, see the beauty and joy of that right now. I've also been using an app called One Second Every Day. Are you familiar with this app, Mallory? Okay, so I just like a lot of moms that get a lot of apps that have a lot of great intentions. I got the app. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I did the I did the every day, maybe the first two or three weeks. And it was awesome. And I was like, this is great. Then I forgot about it. And then felt like too much time had passed. But I love that app, actually. So uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with it, it literally puts either a photo or a one-second clip of a video all together for you. You don't have to do any editing. You just click on the date, you select your photo or video, it clips it for you, and then at the end of the month or the year, however you want to do it, it puts together this great little video. I'm like you. I think the last time I had done it was 2015. When I opened the app, it had been that long. But I started doing it during this time when we've been home, and it is already such a sweet little treasure. So that's another idea for people looking to document. You're already doing it anyway. So just drop one thing in there. I think you could literally go back and populate it in about 10 minutes. Okay. I'm going to have to do You've You've inspired me just like you do every time I, every <laughs> time I get to talk to you or read one of your books. So two really good ways to capture the memories. And like you said, the good times and the tough times, because I really like how you've already started this conversation with, this is a memory for them too. And when we take pictures of our children and we have them on our phones, if you're like me, you don't even take them off of your phone, which is one of my projects for 2020. I should do that during the quarantine. But those are our memories. And it's like, if we aren't even printing the pictures off, will our children ever even see these pictures? But asking them, what does this look like for you? I think that's you can really have a lot of teaching moments during that too. And I like how you just said too, like, what are the struggles for you during this time? I'm I'm sure that's great insight to have during this time as a parent. And then something that you're going to be really allowing your children to exist in that space with you and talk about what's hard for them. So many beautiful things in that. Yeah. There's definite grief in this season. It isn't all just, oh, look, we got this house project done and we had so much time as a family. There is absolute loss. Hopefully for most of us, it isn't loss of somebody that we love, although that's going to be part of a lot of people's stories as well. But there's just loss of memories that were going to happen and things that we were going to experience. You know, even maybe as simple as my son, his best buddy that lived across the street moved away. And the last month that they were going to be here, they were in quarantine and they couldn't play together, you know, oh, those types terrible. of things. And so being able to document that and, and say, yes, this is hard is something that's important for our kids to process as yeah. well and important for us to do with them. Well, I, I really love that. I'm glad that we started there. And actually speaking of loss, it transitions me into what I wanted to talk to you about next. So we've got loss of a lot of, especially as moms, a lot of the time that we may have used to do things like self-care. We've lost a lot of time that usually we could take to do those self-care type things. But we've also lost a lot of the appointments and facilities and all of the different things that we used to use as self-care. People's self-care looks like so many different things. And a lot of women use self-care as a hair appointment. A lot of women use it as going to the gym. A lot of women, 
it's going to Target and browsing the aisles. And we've literally lost the ability to do a lot of those things. So you being a real expert in the space of self-care, especially for women and for moms, it was one of the first books that I that I read of, of Jessica's was, it's called The Fringe Hours. And you talk about that. You literally surveyed 2,000 women and you ask them this question, like if you had more time, what would you do? And so you, you're just a real expert in self-care. I want to talk to you about that because just like we talked about homeschooling, school's looking a little different. Our lives are looking a little different. Family time's looking a little bit different. How should self-care look a little bit different? Because that's, it's really important that we don't lose our minds because we're in the same houses with our families now. So they're going to see when we lose our minds now if, yeah. we, don't, um, <laughs> if we don't practice this self-care. So can you talk just a little bit about that and just introduce us to, to your journey into talk, being an expert, I feel like, in this self-care space? Yeah. Well, I think the place to start is that while how you practice self-care might look different right now, your practice of self-care should not look any different. And what I mean by that is you must make yourself a priority even now, even living in the same place 24-7 and not, you know, being in your normal community of maybe colleagues or friends. You have to prioritize taking care of yourself so that you can best take care of those other people right within your four walls. It's that whole like the... The oxygen mask. mask. Absolutely, right? You've got to put your own mask on before you can put anybody else's on. Mm -hmm. That is so, so true. But it looks, like like you said, it looks different for people. So, So how do we do this? Well, I think if we go back to why I started this journey of talking about self-care with so many women around the country, it came out of so many women saying, how do you find time to do X, Y, Z? And really, they didn't want to know about my work. They wanted to know how I was scrapbooking. And they wanted to know how I was planning these great parties for my kids. And they wanted to know how I was finding time to learn how to do new creative endeavors and read 50 books a year. Those were the answers they were looking for. And the answer was the fringe hours. And those pockets of time that often go underused or wasted, I was really leveraging those to do things that I loved. And I think that it's so important for us to discover or rediscover our passions if we haven't been investing time in them. And if we have made them a priority to continue to make them a priority. In the research that I did for the Fringe Hours, the number one thing that women said that they would do more of if they had more time was read, which I think is so interesting because we are reading all day long. We're reading on our phones. We're reading Instagram captions and Facebook albums and news alerts. But what we want to be reading are books. And so just change the app that you're looking at on your phone, right? Just change the app. Look at that Kindle app or listen to a book on Audible. And it is amazing how just changing that one little habit, how much more reading you can do in a day. Or you know what? Turn off the television. And that is a hard one for people to swallow. But women will say to me, I don't have time to read like you do. That must be so nice. And then in the next breath, they'll say, hey, did you watch Little Fires Everywhere? That was so good. I I watched the whole season in two days. And I'm like, well, there's eight hours that you could have also read a book, right? (laughs) Now, I I am not saying that I don't binge watch a good show or that we don't have television on every day in our house because we certainly do. But I'm saying that pay attention to how you're investing your time especially during this time where it seems like the days are just kind of going 
endlessly, mundanely the same. Mm -hmm. What are ways that you can pour into yourself that's going to be life-giving? Because when you do those types of things that are really life-giving, you're going to notice transformation that happens in the ways that you engage with your kids, engage with your spouse, engage with your colleagues on Zoom. You're just going to feel better having taken that time for yourself. And you know, self-care isn't just manicures and massages, right? It is those creative pursuits, but it also is taking care of our bodies. It's moving every day. It is eating well. It's paying attention to spirituality, whatever that looks like in your life, and really having a holistic view of taking care of yourself, not just, you know, it's kind of the fun stuff, if you will. And so if people are like you and their parents that are working from home, explain to just what the fringe hours are. It's such a simple explanation, but just in case people are like, what are the fringe hours? The fringe hours, the way to find them in the book are those pockets of time that often go underused or wasted that you really leverage for yourself. But when you take that one step further, so the fringe hours in its most basic form would be, you know, instead of sitting at soccer practice and just staring at your kids running around on the field, you're reading a book. That would be considered a fringe hour, right? But then there's also the time that we are just kind of wasting, whether it's that we are waking up in the morning with just enough time to get out the door, mm-hmm. which when we all like to get out the door right now, but you know what I mean? You get up with like just enough time to like yes. get work, get to work. And instead of maybe waking up a little bit early and taking some intentional time for yourself, yes. I always find that when I wake up before my children, I am a better mother than when I wake up at the same time as them, right? When I've taken care of myself, it actually. really, really it's, is. And it's something that I don't do like I because we hardly ever get any sleep with two under like one and a half. And that Mallory, that is the season you're in. It is absolutely hard. So so you can't beat yourself up about that. And you need to recognize that it's a season, just like we're all in a season right now of being safer at home and in practicing these social distancing practices. Right. So this is a season. So what self-care looks like for you right now is going to look different than kind of a regular week in the regular world. Right. right? But so I think you've got to give yourself abundant grace, but it might be that, okay, you're sleeping in and that self-care that you're doing, Mallory, is taking care of your body which is so important. But then, you know, do you have a conversation with Kyle and say, you know what, I really need an hour to do a little yoga and read this book that I've been wanting to read and just have a bit of quiet before I put on my mom hat. Are we able to do that? Even if it's not every day, maybe it's every other day, you know, can we switch how we do our morning routine or something like that? And this is just an example and it's going to look different for every one of us. But I think morning is a time where there is opportunity and flexibility more than any other point during the day. I also really encourage people to take lunch breaks and that can be really hard and it can be really hard when we're at home. But most days I take a lunch break away from my desk where I am engaging with something that's important to me, whether it's that I'm sitting having lunch and reading or I am meeting with a friend if it isn't <laughs> coronavirus yes. time, you know, those types of things. You and I have done that. That's, that's a lot of times when we, how, can, yep. <laughs> we can squeeze time in is on a lunch break. But that is a great opportunity, I think, for busy women is lunch. And then in the evening, look at how you're spending your time. Are you just vegging out watching television, which if you need a veg night, we all do. That's fine. But is that something that is really life-giving to you? And is there maybe a different habit that you could cultivate instead. I know right. during this season I've started embroidery. I know, Mallory, I'm loving watching I your embroidery passion. Basically an 1800s woman. I would have been great 
on the prairie. But I am telling you this slow habit of stitching in and out, in and out and making beautiful things with my hands has been so fantastic and brought me so much joy. And it's just exactly what I needed in this season. And so try something new. Maybe, maybe you can come and stitch with me. I I love, I love that. And I used to love doing things like that. And I feel like I'm such a quick mover and a fast mover that I kind of just left that habit behind, but you're making me feel like I need to pick up a, pick up an embroidery needle. (laughs) I like how you always, you, you say, give yourself abundant grace and you look, it's not, if, if sleeping in is the thing that you need that day for self-care, I think you really have to like assess what is it that you need and then how is it maybe going to look a little bit different? And that's what I like about what you've been saying around self-care because it is different. It, the world is different. And a lot of things that we may have used for self-care, we're forced now to, to have to shift, but how that can be really be a positive thing, you know, to find these, these, these new moments of self-care like you, I mean, would you have even pick it, picked up embroidery had all of this happened? You know, this is a new habit. I'm sure that habit, this is a new hobby that you can pick up during these, I don't know what to call these days, these quarantined days, these, yes, these whatever you call social them. distancing days. Yes, social whatever you call them, right? Days. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I had taken a class in January and it oh, seems perfect. like it was just perfect timing, <laughs> right? But certainly as I've been sitting binge watching shows like Little Fires Everywhere, I've been stitching while I've been doing it. So it has, it's been kind of a both and thing. And certainly I wouldn't be normally staying up till 11 o'clock watching television like I have some nights yes, here yes. with all of this. But, yes. you know, I think it's just, again, really important to pay attention to your body and what you're feeling. And also remember that your habits of self-care are being modeled for your children. Mm. If that doesn't help you to to shift. That is so important for our kids to see, right? I mean, I want my children to grow up and recognize that healthy adults take care of themselves. And that healthy adults invest in community, healthy adults lean into their passions. And that is something that they are going to learn in this house because they saw their parents do that. I love that. I love that. And you model that so well. And and it's such a, it's something that I feel like needs to be modeled so much because sometimes when you're in the middle of it, even me, when I'm in the middle of it, I think, the best parent is a parent that gives themselves 100% to you. I'm strung out and exhausted at the end of the day and can't even remember my, what my middle name is, but like <laughs> you got everything you needed. And that so is not the case. And, and something that I look to you to model for me. I, I love it that you said that. Yeah. That's, Thanks. Um, you know, I think it is, it's something that can be really hard for women in particular. You know, when we're in kind of more normal times, I'll have women say to me, well, Jessica, I feel like I've worked all day that I can't then go out with my friends and go to book club or go out to dinner. And I'm like, why? And they say, well, I haven't been with my kids. Your kids are going to remember their lives with you, not that one night with you. You know, I like love what you just said. You're so important. Lives with you, not that one night with you. What an amazing line that is. Yes. You know, I, I mean, it is the sum of your love and your care and your attention. It isn't just that one night, but I think that it is important that 
when my kids look back, they're going to say, mommy was in book club and she hosted it sometimes and all of her friends came over. And that was really neat to see all those women talking about something that they were passionate about. And that's something that was normal. That's something that I can do in my own life, you know? So I don't think that I'm doing my children a disservice to go to book club once a month, right? Like they're going to be just fine. So, you know, I I just think, (laughs) Think about think about the life that you're living with your children, not necessarily the day in, day out. The days are important, right? But it's the sum of those days. I think that's really going to be what our children carry with us. Yes. You don't remember every single Wednesday night with your parents, right? Yeah. Like you just, you don't. So, so I, I think that's really helpful to just be mindful of. And it's a way that I, it transitions me into something that I wanted to, to talk to you too about. And so you are a person that typically works outside of the home. So we've talked about self-care. Now we're in the home. We're, we're figuring that out. I think that's so important. But there's this whole aspect now of, I feel like when this first started, yes, there was terror and there was fear. And then you start seeing a lot of people emerge saying, I actually have been really loving this time with my family. And look at these crafts we were able to do. And look at all this stuff. I'm sure there are some moms who are scrolling through Instagram who are feeling like, well, I'm actually sitting above my garage because I still have to work. And it's double as hard because I still have a job and my children are literally around me now. And maybe they don't even have a bonus room above their garage where they can get away from them. Maybe they're sitting at the kitchen table. And I'm sure that this is provoking. And I've actually seen a lot of messages on my Instagram and and different people saying that mom guilt is rampant right now for a lot of different reasons. I'm sure people are, are, their patience is being tested because it's not like somebody can come over and help anymore. It's not like daycares for the most part are still open. It's not, it's pretty tough. It's a pretty tough time and uncharted waters with this whole mom guilt thing, which is already a a problem to a lot of moms. And I, I can remember one time I was really struggling with mom guilt and I called, I called Jessica because I just feel like you're such an amazing resource to me, but to women everywhere on this subject. And you really have just mastered it and have so many amazing words of wisdom. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Because I'm sure a lot of moms are feeling that. I'm sure you have felt it one or two times, even though you're the pro in this space to me. (laughs) Talk a little bit about that, that mom guilt stuff. Well, Mallory, you're very kind. I don't know that I'm a master. I think I deal with all of the same emotions that we all do. What I've learned about guilt is that guilt either can teach us something or it's a lie. Hmm. And what I mean by that is if you are feeling guilty because, and I'm going to use this very specific period in time, you're feeling guilty because you want to be with your kids and you have this job that you have to do and you're feeling that tension Could you go to your work and talk to them about having a modified schedule Mm. so that you can maybe do both a little, for lack of a better word, I'm going to say better, although it's not really that you're doing anything wrong right now, but perhaps you could work a split day and you work from six to nine and then, you know, they go down for naps from 12 to three and, you know, so then you've got your six hours in and then you pick up two hours at night or something like that. Now, I don't know that that would work for everybody for the type of work that you do or for the type of person that you are to have split days like that. But what I'm saying is could maybe, maybe you do four tens. So then you have three days where you don't have to do work instead of two days. You know, like think about, is that guilt prompting something that is a shift that 
you could maybe have a conversation about having at work. The other type of guilt is it's just a lie. It's not true. Like, and where are you benchmarking that? Like, where is that guilt coming from? My guess is a lot of us are feeling guilty right now because of what we're seeing on social media. And we are on social media so much more right now. You said a statistic to me before we got on this podcast Mm -hmm. that Instagram usage is up 40%. Of course it is. We are trying to connect with people however we can, even if that means watching strangers' Instagram stories, right? Just to feel like we're connected to somebody. So that makes sense. And while we're looking for connection, what we're seeing is what other people are doing and benchmarking it against our own stories. It would be really easy for me to feel very guilty about my kids' experience being at home during the season because I am working 40 hours a week for a corporate company, right? And I'm comparing it to people who don't have that type of responsibility right now. And they are making murals on the sidewalk and they are spending all day, you know, creating videos together. And they're, I don't even know what they're doing, you know, Mm -hmm. and I can't use that as my benchmark. That is not where I'm called to be right now. That is not my family story. That is not who I am. And so we need to try as best we can to check ourselves that if we are looking to the left and to the right, that we need to focus on center of who we are, what we uniquely want and what we want for our children and our families and stay focused there. Maybe that involves a good point. taking that app and putting it on the third page of your phone instead of on the first page so that you at least have to pause yes. when you're going to click on Instagram or you're going to click on Facebook if you're finding that to be a challenge. Or maybe it's muting or unfollowing some people during the season that... Yes. There are people in my life who I love to look at their social media, but I feel a catch in my spirit every time I look at them of comparison, of jealousy, of thinking that they're better mothers than me. And you know what? I don't need that. This is my feed. And, yes. and so if, that's, if, if I'm feeling that, then get rid of it. You know, like exactly. just, nobody's going to know. And it doesn't, and even if they did know, it doesn't matter. You need to take care of yourself and be true to the story that you want to be writing for your life. My friend, Ann Voskamp says that to me all the time. She says, write a good story, write a good story, Jess. What is the story you're writing today? Write a good story. And I think about that every single day. What is the story I'm writing for my own life, for the lives of the people God has entrusted me with, the little people in my life? I want to look back on this time and have written a good story with what I was given with, and that included a full-time job where I had to manage that and my kids had to learn from home. And, and I think that there is a way to do that well, even if it isn't going to look like some other people's situations. For yeah. fort- I'm so fortunate to have a job and I'm so grateful during a time when I know that there are probably people who are listening and really struggling. And if that's, if that's your story right now, if your story is filled with struggle, I just want to encourage you that this is a season and I know that it is hard. And though I don't know you, if, if I can be as bold enough to say, Mallory, that I'm praying for those listeners and for this season that, that there will be unexpected fruit and learnings and grace and love right now that we never would have experienced had we not yeah. gone through this. Uh, that's true. And, and, and don't feel bad to look at those those moments of light, I feel like, within this. Sometimes we think, well, everybody, you know, all of this bad is going on. I can't focus on these moments of joy or moments of light. But yeah, it, it, you're, you're so right in the whole, I like the writing, the story. We're all writing our stories right now during this, during this time. And I think, too, it's so hard because we, we don't know the end of it. Some people that you're talking about right now, they don't know when they're going to get 
their next paycheck. We don't, they don't know when, if their, if their job is even going to reopen the place that they've worked at their whole entire lives. Who, you know, who even knows this is just such new territory for everyone. And I actually, the podcast before you, I was talking to Jen Hatmaker. So if you guys listen to that podcast and she said something that was, I was like, man, that's so true. She has such a way with words. You know, Jen. Doesn't she? Yeah, she's a good friend. And she said, we can't even go and ask our our grandmothers and our moms. Like, how did you do this? How did you do this? Help me. Because they've never done this. Like, this is such a new (laughs) thing. And we can't even ask anybody. Like, how did you get through this? Because it's so great when you can ask for support or when you can look to a book where somebody wrote how they made it through the coronavirus. Because... It's just new. So we're writing our own stories. I like how you said that. Write a good story. What amazing advice from Ann Voskamp. Speaking of stories and praying for people, and I want to mention Matthew. So Jessica's husband wrote Ford's favorite children's book, and he's wrote, written so many amazing um, children's books. He's actually uh, super, super talented. So can you just, when God made the world is the one that we've been reading lately and just loving. But when I pray Isn't it for you, so fun. <laughs> yes, I just love them all. And I just want to mention those because they're such a big part of our lives. And even during this time, I mean, we've been reading a lot more books and we always let Ford go to his little bookshelf and pick his book off. And he always picks that book. And it's, it just reminds Aww. me of you and Matthew and just what, what wonderful people you are. But it reminds me too of something that's great. You know, we're reading more books to our kids. But totally. Yeah. Matthew has written four children's books. When God Made the World is the newest one, which I think is so fun as it's spring and everything's blooming. Yes. And you like know, that is, yeah. You know, there's so many animals in it. You know, I know my my five-year-old loves it for the big shark in there and the tiger. Um, But, you know, I think that is, it's so interesting that we're in this really weird season, but the one thing that's constant is the world and the animals and the day and the night and all the trees blooming and all all of those things. That's a constant that we can depend on, you know, that the sun is going to rise every morning and set every night. So when God made the world, this is newest ones, but then some of his other ones are when I pray for you and when God made you and when God made light. And they're all so sweet. And we hear stories every day from parents who say, I love these children's books because they give me language for things that I want to say to my children. And I don't know how to say them to them. And I think that's really true that when his books are such a gift and I can say this because thousands of other people have said it on Amazon. You can look, it's not just me being a proud wife, but they really do give language that our hearts feel that we don't know how to articulate. And uh, they are so special. And I love that they are part of your family's story and and are are. just blessing so many people's story times right now. And you, I mean, you guys both as a couple, it's amazing that you're this couple that you also give language to people to articulate ways that we feel. I, I just, I can remember you helping me kind of through some of my own struggles. Me as a new mom, you've kind of already been there, done that with a few of the things that I've been through and you've helped me through navigating a publishing deal to little things like mom guilt. And I just, I greatly appreciate that. And I greatly appreciate you bringing this amazing knowledge today to our listeners, because what a time we're in right now. And if we can just not only make it through this time and distract ourselves, keep our kids busy, but if we can do what you've talked about, make memories and, and do time capsules and learn new ways to take care of ourselves and pick up new hobbies that spark joy within us and all of these amazing things, then we can look back at this story that we've written and it, it can be, 
I don't want to, I hate to call it a good one because so many bad things are happening, but for our families, maybe it can be a positive story. It can certainly be a beautiful and hard chapter at the same time. Those things don't have to be mutually exclusive. So there are things in this chapter that are hard and difficult and scary and sad, but there also is beauty that can come from those times, right? And I I think we do have the unique opportunity to cultivate that and see that And if we can see that in the everyday, I think we are better for it. Yes. And I I love what you've said so many times on this. Don't look at if you feel like you've not failed, but if you feel like you've had one of those days where you're just like, when is this going to end? And I'm just, I'm failing at my job. I'm failing at being a mom. I'm at everything. And my house is a wreck. Looking at it as it's not that day. And that's okay for those things, by the way, how well mentioned, but that it's the sum of your life. They're not going to remember a random Wednesday night. Do we remember? I love how you just said that on this podcast. You know, <laughs> we just don't. That's the reality of it. And I, I love that. What a beautiful reminder. And can you just tell us as we bring this podcast to a close, can you tell us just where we can find you and tell us the Fringe Hours we've talked about, which is an amazing book, and I think it's a dollar. It's one dollar ninety nine cents on most ebook versions right now. That's right, right? Mm-hmm. which is amazing yep, through so the end of April. So okay, totally, awesome. you can get it for free, basically. Well, two dollars, almost free. Yes, basically free. <laughs> and, um, so stretched too thin also is just a, a life changing book. I remember when I listened to it on Audible, I started listening to it in the shower and I had to literally get out of the shower with a pen and a piece of paper and started writing <laughs> things down. Jessica, that's how it was really powerful in my life. It really was. And it was kind of the beginning of our friendship. And that's an amazing book too. And we'll link that. And then also the mom creative. So is there anything else besides your social media? Will you mention about where to find you on social? And we'll link that obviously as well, but for somebody that's just listening. Yeah, you can connect with me on Instagram. That's my favorite place to hang out. My main account is just my name, Jessica N. Turner. And then I also have a smaller account called Book Snobbery because I love talking about books so much that I had to create a separate Instagram for it. So I'm not Instagramming on the daily there like I am on my main account. But if you're looking for book recommendations, I'm your girl and you're always going to find great reads on Book Snobbery. And then on Facebook, I'm the mom creative and Twitter, I'm Jessica N. Turner. And then, yeah, like you said, themomcreative.com is my blog. And so people can check that out. I'm really committed to helping women find great deals and great ways to live during this time. So a lot of my content right now is focused on like great free and cheap educational tools for kids and great ways to streamline things for your home and services where you can find paper towel when the grocery store doesn't have it and and that sort of thing. So um, you'll find those as well as lots of great resources like the time capsule printable and other fun printables and projects that you can do with your kiddos during this time. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. Thank you so much. I'm glad that you mentioned that because what amazing tools. Like it's not just she's helping us with self-care and she's helping us with mom guilt. You can tell us where to find paper towels. I wish I'd asked you that a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> I had to borrow some. My friend had to drop some off in my driveway. Like literally, I mean, we were so desperate. So thanks so much, Jessica. Thanks for thanks for today's conversation. But just for everything that you do for women and for moms and for me, you are really a gift and a light in this space. So I feel really grateful to have you on episode 40. That's a big number. So thank you. Thank you, Mallory. I think you're just 
the best. You are, I will tell your listeners, what you see on social media is 100% the real Mallory. And I think that is a real, a real treasure. You are, you're just an absolute light all the time. And I'm grateful our paths have crossed. Thank you. Well, that was just a beautiful closing. Thank you so much, Jessica Turner. And I will link everything in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. Tune in next Monday for more. Thanks for joining us on Living Fully with Mallory Irvin. And remember to subscribe so you don't miss a single minute of encouragement and inspiration to live your best life. Want more? Join us on MalloryIrvin.com so we can connect with you on Instagram and YouTube. Start living your life now. You've only got one. We'll see you next time.